a Radio 191 FM podcast. Hot off the press, it is release day for Rita May, baby. Let's go. I am super duper excited to be chatting to her about this new single as well as the uh, upcoming deluxe EP on the way. But I won't spoil all of that for you. How are you doing this morning, Rita? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. I am great. Thank you. And very, very stoked hearing this new track. It is called The Nightmare. It is haunting. It is beautiful, not only sonically, but also lyrically. Tell us a little bit about the creation of this track. The creation of this track. Um, well, it was one of my many songs that I wrote by myself in like my sad girl era by myself in my room, just feeling very, feeling a lot of things. Um, And I guess it's kind of about just being like, I guess having emotions or feelings for someone that are like extremely unpleasant and you're kind of haunted by them. And it's almost like, like it's almost like an illness or something. Mm -hmm. Like you're just like so infatuated with someone and it feels like something that you need to like get better from and so I had this sort of like feeling or thought that like I guess in the way that I feel like for me sometimes I feel like I just need to like make a plan with things like I'm quite a listy planny person and I sort of liked the idea of that there was some kind of like intensive like thing I could do by just working really hard or throwing myself into some other version of life that would like fix the feelings and it was sort of the idea of like you know if like your eyes don't burn then you're not learning and if the drugs don't hurt then it isn't working and it was sort of just that idea I felt kind of inspiring of almost this like intensive like getting over someone process that I saw as like almost a world that you go into that I call the nightmare because it's actually not a healthy place. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What I really adored about listening to this track is that it definitely does evoke those feelings, but it doesn't really give you sort of a storyline that you necessarily need to follow or relate to. Like, I think that you could relate to that song in terms of, you know, physically grieving someone or you could relate to it in the form of a breakup. Or what struck me at first is that it almost has such an open to interpretation vibe that it's kind of like Situationship City, you know, where it's like you weren't fully there with someone, but you're still grieving them for some reason. Yeah, I guess that is, that's actually a way better way of articulating it. It's about just like being swamped by some emotion that could kind of be anything and trying to like talk yourself out of it. Like the end of the song is like me just repeating like, happy here, I'll be so happy here, I'll be so happy here. And it's kind of obvious that I'm not, but it's like (laughs) I'm desperately trying to convince myself that I am almost in a, like, I mean, I hope this doesn't ruin the song by saying it, but you know how, like, I think I was inspired by, um, like, affirmations, but Mm -hmm. kind of in a, like, there's, what's that movie, Um, American Beauty, where the mum is kind of losing her mind a little bit and she just keeps saying, like, 
telling herself that she's like a professional and she's amazing and she clearly doesn't believe it and I kind of was have always been inspired of that idea of like <laughs> desperately talking in the mirror like I am happy I am happy when you're not <laughs> I don't know <laughs> no I think well <laughs> I think that's great and I think that almost anybody in their 20s at any point can relate to that on some level, like whether it's career-wise, relationship-wise, like self-worth-wise. It is such a vulnerable theme to cover and also a really difficult theme to articulate, you know, because it's... It's a positive thing in general. Like I obviously believe in um, positive self-talk and stuff like that, but I think... In the past, I've almost maybe driven myself crazy with trying to convince myself that I feel better than I do. And there's a line between, like, positive self-talk and delusion. And Mm. I guess, like, it's hard to find the balance of, like, am I letting myself just feel my emotions and be where I'm at? Or am I, like, indulging it too much and not letting myself get better? And it's, like, almost can be confusing to know I guess like what the right thing to do with emotions are sometimes because there's also definitely such a good place for like actively just trying to distract yourself and convince yourself that you're you know doing better because I also do think that I've had a lot of fake it till I make it in my life with Mm -hmm. pretending I feel better than I do and then I just actually do feel better (laughs) so I just don't really I think I find it confusing like I don't know what the right sort of thing is for me and the song I guess was partially me trying to figure that out if that makes any sense (laughs) it definitely does and I think that When you are in and amongst all of those feelings, you can get really swamped in exactly like you were saying. Sometimes it's hard to know whether you need to give yourself that space to sort of process your feelings or if you need to, like, get your butt up and get to work. How do you find that that works when it comes to songwriting? Because I imagine songwriting is a massive outlet for you. It's a good way to get your feelings out. But how do you know when it's time to sort of sit inwards process those feelings or when it's time to write it down and get it out there it's honestly so confusing I have not figured it out (laughs) I used to be a very like um only write sort of when inspiration strikes sort of person and I almost didn't believe in having a um regimented way of songwriting in terms of like showing up to the studio or to your room to write a song, no matter how you feel. Like I'd just write when inspiration struck. And I think that's definitely valid, but I guess the sort of zone I'm in with it now is actually way more strict. Like I'll kind of go to the studio no matter how I feel, unless I'm literally like sick and going to get people sick. Um, (laughs) And it's this weird thing that I've kind of discovered that I can, sometimes the best songs I've written is when I completely felt uninspired in the morning and thought I wasn't going to be able to come up with anything. And then it's weird, like you walk into the room and the energy of the people you're working with, or there's just like some conversation you have before you write that suddenly like something clicks and you just quickly write 
your favorite song and so I think for me it's almost something I've found confusing of never knowing like you just never know what's going to come out so it's almost stressful in a way that I'm scared of ever letting myself off the hook and having a day off mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm <just> like <laughs> you know what I mean like there's some <laughs> sessions I've gone into where I was like I sh- I have no ideas I should just take the day off sit with my feelings see what I have and then I went into the studio thinking I had nothing and then it was my favorite song so I don't know if that's really an answer I think there's just it never hurts to try to write something but I think for me maybe the thing I've found is if you're in a writing session and you're having no ideas and it's almost like reducing your sort of belief in yourself or your songwriting to be trying to push when it's not there Mm. I think that's when I am trying to get better at like cutting things short if it's just not working and like not turning that into some big catastrophe that I think (laughs) I can't write anymore you know (laughs) yeah so I kind of try to give it a try basically every day but to not beat myself up if I've got nothing that day Yes, which I think is really easy to do. Uh, It's interesting that you say that because I saw this post yesterday and it said that creativity is a muscle. Would you agree with that? Yes, I used to not believe in that. I used to think Mm -hmm. that it was like this elusive thing and I was so romantic about about songwriting. I was like, (laughs) it's the magical thing in the ether that like, (laughs) A song, a song will come to you and you've got to wait for it to come to you. And I've kind of gone the complete other way. I'm like, <laughs> I think it's, there's definitely a magical element to it, but you increase your chances of like interacting with that magic the more often you're there. And I almost, I read this book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And she talks about this thing of like, almost in a magical way, like your inspiration and stuff being this, thing that's sort of in the world around you Mm. but it's almost like you've got to let it know how serious you are and the more times you show up the more it almost gets in the habit or like trusts you to follow through with ideas so it's like if you're showing up every single day to write a song then it's almost like in a kind of spiritual way like the more like Ooh, Wi-Fi issues. Classic. Oh, no, this is not ideal. It is all good. We will be back momentarily. Oh, oh, no. Rita is fully gone. All right. So to uh, keep us company in the meantime, here is the Deadly Deaths. Turn this up. Keep it locked here on the one. We will be one mo, my friends. Sitting in your closet, right against the wall. We are back in business. Hey, this is showbiz, baby. Rita, you were sharing some thoughts on 
sort of songwriting and whether it's like pulled from the ether or whether it is just a muscle that you work yes um where did I stop talking uh I it was sort of around like how the quote-unquote magic energy starts to trust you when you you know use it at the right times I'm so cheesy I'm sorry (laughs) no I love it I love it yeah I guess that is basically the gist that I almost see it as more of a muscle and more of a relationship you kind of build like with yourself and with ideas and that like almost the more used to bringing ideas out of your brain you are the more you have like it's kind of a like abundance breeds abundance sort of thing Mm. to me now because I almost used to be scared of ideas running out like I'd get almost a sense of doom when I wrote a song that I really loved because I was like what if that was the last one (laughs) (laughs) and that was kind of like it just gets better every time the more you do it the more you have and they like it's like any skill you just get better at it and it yeah which is nice to realize (laughs) (laughs) for sure and speaking of fantastic songwriting this track the nightmare you've described it as the round off to the super feeling era but there is something very exciting on the horizon with the super feeling era please tell us a little bit about what is coming up for us in the next uh, couple weeks Ooh, yes so basically um I had some tracks. Well, basically, this is the main track that I was sad about getting lost when I released the Super Feeling project. Um, And it was almost this thing of, like, I tried to let it go, but it just... I kept wanting to record it, and I kept trying to record it, and I almost... It was like it wouldn't leave me alone. And I was like, it was written in the Super Feeling time, I feel like it would feel wrong to release it on a new project because it feels so wrapped up in that world for me. So I decided that I wanted to release this. And then the other thing I wanted to do was basically there's also a video for my song Real Love, which will come out this month. Mm. And the other song that I love the original recording of, but I felt like it didn't tell the whole story of the song is my song Candy's House Um, because basically I see it as there's like the indulging and the fun of the escapism of the Candy's House concept but then there's also sort of the like dark sad side to it because it's basically just a big escapism song in whatever way you like to escape (laughs) and so I guess I wanted to tell the sort of more sad version and I basically have called it Candy's House Come Down Song because (laughs) that is the vibe. You have the party one and then you have the come down. And so that will be coming out in a couple of weeks as well. And so those three things are basically my sort of final note from the super feeling world the the bonus tracks and then i will be closing the super feeling chapter and moving on to the next so bittersweet (laughs) i imagine yeah no it's exciting though like it feels better because this feels more like a well-rounded um like it feels more complete to Mm. me with these three things and i have 
a whole lot of new stuff that's a kind of a new direction and stuff which I almost feel like I can't fully pursue until I've like tied this up in a bow if that makes sense so it's a bit sad but it also feels exciting now the nightmare sort of has a very melancholy feel in comparison to the previous tracks you released on the EP is the sound for the nightmare gonna be a flag post for these other bonus tracks or how do those bonus tracks instrumentally fit in with the rest of the EP yes it is this world of the nightmare is I guess closer to the world of the um, new version of Candy's House and it's different to the stuff I'll be releasing on the next project but I think it's sort of like feels also like a stepping stone between them mm. more if that makes sense I'm being very vague but that is all <laughs> I <laughs> it is the portal to the underground let's just say that <laughs> falling down the rabbit hole yeah <laughs> uh legend hey thank you so much for your time congratulations on release day Yahoo! where can people find the new deluxe ep when it's out there in the world any streaming platform so the nightmare's out everywhere today and the rest of it will be out at the end of this month yeah, we are yeah. so excited. I hope that you soak in the glory of release day. Have we uh, dance around to the nightmare? Because we certainly will be. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> the Queen Rita May. This track is called The Nightmare. It is a clean version because this is the breakfast show. But go and check out the song. It is fantastic. And keep an eye out for the deluxe EP because... We we all really know how good Super Feeling was, so we love a, a wee little treat in there, you know? A wee treat for us. Ten to nine, this is Breakfast with Candace. Turn this one up, keep it locked. That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.